Hey everyone, and welcome to The Daily Word. I, I'm so glad that you've joined me, and we're going to go into Matthew 15, and I'll tell you um, what I really feel like God has put on my heart uh, for today from our scripture is uh, a calling to have a preoccupation for His glory, for bringing God glory. So what I'd like to do is, uh, before actually reading from Matthew 15, 29 to 31, to read first from Isaiah 35. And uh, to do this because we see then in order the fulfillment of Jesus, the fulfillment of prophecy regarding the coming of the Messiah. So Isaiah 35, 5 and 6. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. And now let me share with you from Matthew 15, verses 29 to 31. Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well, the lame were walking, and the blind could see again. And they praised the God of Israel. Now, the first thing that I'd like to draw your attention to is the fact that Jesus has time for us. I, I hope that you know this. Jesus goes up on a hill, and it seems to me it's likely that he uh, was going for a time of prayer, a time of rest, and the, the crowd comes and he does not turn them away. Uh, he begins this ministry of, of healing. And, and, and I, I want you to understand how it is that the Lord has time for you because uh, the, the truth is that the Lord is actually, uh, he stands above time and history. He's not uh, trapped in, in time, so to speak, like we are. And so the Lord can actually be at one time with all of us and spend as much time as we'd like with Him. We can come to Him and know that in that moment, the Lord is completely attentive and, and focusing His attention on us. He doesn't slumber or sleep. He is attentive to our lives and He answers us when we call to Him. And, and then, just to bring out what I, I briefly mentioned at the start of this daily word is that that Jesus is the fulfillment of the prophecy uh, of the scriptures. And, and so what most uh, of the, the Old Testament is about really is about the coming of the Messiah, the establishment of the people of God, how the people turn from the Lord, and how a Messiah would come and would fulfill, would, uh, would save God's people, fulfill the calling of Israel. And, and so uh, what we're seeing then in the ministry of Jesus is the fulfillment of this word. God says there's a Messiah coming. He's going to restore the people of God. He's going to fulfill the, the, the covenants. He's going to fulfill the law. He's going to fulfill the covenant uh, of Abraham to be a blessing to all the nations. He's going to fulfill this 
uh, the, this promise of the Messiah who's going to bring healing to people. He's going to make people whole. He's going to restore them to God in a new covenant. He's going to actually even restore creation itself. And so as we're looking at these miracles here, what we, what we need to see is that the point of Jesus' ministry was actually not to bring physical healing. He did not heal everyone that was in the world at the time of his uh, ministry here on earth as he walked this earth in the flesh. He did not heal every single person in this world who was sick physically. That wasn't the point. The point was that he would come and he would invite us into life and he would die for us so that we could be reconciled to God and know that life. And, and he tells us, that, uh, that his, his miracles are certainly in love, but that His miracles are for the glory of God, that His, his miracles are, are meant to point to the goodness of God and to point to the coming kingdom of God, to the full restoration that Jesus would bring. So when, when Jesus does His miracles, they are a work of restoration. He doesn't do miracles like you know, that we see in, in legends and, and works of fiction where, you know, somebody makes a, I don't know, a purple unicorn or something, right? That's not what he does. He is, he is, his miracles are about doing a work of restoration. And Jesus says that in his first coming, he is offering salvation to us. This is the work of the new creation in believers. And the scriptures then tell us that creation itself is longing for the full restoration of the people of God, of the children of God, because at that time he will make, he will come in his second coming and make all things new. Jesus has promised the renewal of all things. So we are seeing here in the miracles of Jesus uh, a window into the restorative work uh, of Jesus Christ, into the, the coming of the kingdom of God. Uh, and, and so, as we're thinking then about healings now, certainly Jesus loves us. He, he mourns with us. He hurts with us. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be, to be well, to be healthy. But, but we understand that in this life there is trouble. There is brokenness. Sin has caused the corruption of God's good creation that in fact none of us Unless Jesus comes again first, none of us are making it out of this world and into the kingdom of heaven um, unless we go through death. Th this is the passageway. Though, though we die, Jesus promises, yet we shall live. And so what we see is that not everyone in every instance gets a miracle of healing in their life. And we don't understand we don't understand all of the reasons behind that, but we do know that the one great last healing is coming when we go home to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will know a work of full healing. I, I can't help but think about Lazarus and what, a, what an amazing miracle this was. He gets sick and he dies, but Jesus comes and calls him out of the grave. Lazarus, get up, get out here. And he, he calls him uh, into restored life. But the thing that I, I can't escape from is that Lazarus, this poor guy, he gets sick and he dies. 
and, and he suffers through that. And, and there would come a time, even after Jesus raises him, that he, he would have to do it again. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel sure, though, that he was, he was so honored, he was so honored to be used for the glory of Christ because it was showing the truth about who Jesus is, that he is the Messiah as he claims to be. He is the Son of God. And it points forward to the restorative work of the kingdom uh, of God. So when we experience a healing, what, what we must understand is that it is for the glory of God. As a matter of fact, our very lives are for the glory of God. The last sentence of our scripture today, and they praised the God of Israel. And so whether we receive the gifts of physical healing that we long for, we give God glory. For there is a, a deeper and an eternal work that's going on in us. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.16, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And so we're able to give God glory in any situation, in every situation, whether we receive a physical healing or not. And so may our lives, our very lives, be preoccupied with glorifying God, with pointing to the goodness of our Savior and to the great hope that we have because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.